1: Hi, everyone. This is Monica Reinagel, and you're listening to The Nutrition Diva's Quick and Dirty Tips for Eating Well and Feeling Fabulous. Welcome. This week, we're talking about processed food and how or whether it fits into a healthy diet. Last week, I had the pleasure of spending some time with the wonderful physicians, nurses, and administrators of a healthcare company called Health by Design in San Antonio, Texas. And in one of my presentations to this group... I said that as processed foods have come to make up more and more of our food intake, the nutritional quality of our diet has suffered. And in the Q&A after my presentation, one of the doctors asked what exactly it is about processing that makes foods bad for us. My mother cans vegetables from her garden every year, he said. Is this processing making those vegetables unwholesome? And I realized that I have been guilty of using the word processed in a sort of lazy way as a blanket term to describe foods that don't add much or detract from the nutritional quality of our diet, as if all processing is the same and all processed foods are bad. But of course, this isn't the case at all. Some forms of processing strip nutrients from foods and add undesirable chemicals, creating more concentrated sources of empty calories. But processing can also do many desirable things, such as removing impurities, killing pathogens, adding or creating beneficial compounds, and making nutrients more bioavailable. Take yogurt, for example. To make yogurt, milk is first pasteurized, which kills harmful bacteria, and then it's inoculated with active cultures and warmed to promote the growth of probiotic bacteria. As they multiply, these bacteria break down much of the lactose in the milk, making the milk more digestible. And they also prevent the milk from spoiling as quickly as it otherwise would. Yogurt is clearly a processed food, and yet I would say that the processing improves its value. Yes, some nutrients are lost to the pasteurization process. Almost all of the vitamin C in raw milk, for example, is destroyed but milk doesn't contain a lot of vitamin C to begin with. The primary nutrients in milk—protein, calcium, and potassium—are largely unaffected, and the probiotic bacteria add several beneficial attributes. Now let's take an example from the other end of the processed food spectrum—jelly beans. We start with sugarcane and corn, two plants that aren't terribly nutrient-dense to begin with, Whatever nutrients they do contain, however, are removed in the refining process that turns them into sugar and corn syrup. And then artificial flavors and colors, gums, emulsifiers, and preservatives are added to create a processed food that adds nothing to the diet but a concentrated source of sugar. Most processed foods, of course, are going to fall somewhere in between these two extremes. Some are clearly better than others. My point is that it's not necessary or even desirable. To eliminate processed foods from the diet. Much like the word toxin, the word processed is so poorly defined and so overused that it's not really that meaningful or helpful. And industrial is another word that gets tossed around a lot these days, as in industrial food or industrial processing. But when you think about it, the size of the processing operation really has no bearing on things. I can make marshmallows in my own kitchen, and they are obviously a lot more processed and far less healthful than hummus that's made in a giant food processing plant.
0: Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.
1: So when we're evaluating a processed food, and whether it fits into our goals for a healthy diet, I think we need to take four things into consideration. Number one, how nutritious is the food that's being processed? Are we starting out with nutrient-dense foods like fruits and vegetables, Or are we processing relatively nutrient-poor foods like wheat and sugarcane? Number two, what's being removed? As I said earlier, processing can render a food safer by removing impurities or pathogens, but processing can also remove nutrients. When we cook fruits and vegetables, for example, some nutrients are destroyed by heat or leached out by the water. Nonetheless, cooked or canned vegetables are still very nutrient-dense foods. And in fact, certain nutrients, such as the lycopene and tomatoes, are actually increased in the cooking process. When we refine grains, on the other hand, we remove the most nutritious parts of the plant. And there's very little nutritional value left behind. The third question you should ask is, What's being added by the processing? Some forms of processing, such as fermenting, canning, and drying, can add nutritional value to a food by introducing beneficial bacteria, or concentrating the nutrients, or making the nutrients more absorbable. Or are we adding undesirable things, like sugar, artificial colors, flavors, and preservatives? Now, often, it's a bit of each. And so the question is, how the gains offset the losses? And then finally, why are we processing it? Most food processing is done for two reasons, to enhance the palatability and to extend the shelf life. So I think the ultimate test of a processed food is whether the processing allows us to eat more of the foods that we want to emphasize in our diets, or does it simply encourage us to eat more of foods that we'd really be better off without? The whey powder that I add to my morning smoothie, for example, is highly processed, but it does help me get more protein into my breakfast, and that helps set me up for a better day. And when the doctor's mom preserves her vegetables, it allows her family to enjoy those homegrown vegetables throughout the winter. Both of these are processed foods that move us closer to our goals, not further. So let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's a transcript of today's show on our website at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. Please feel free to add your comments or your questions there or over on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page. I always love to hear from you. And if you'd like to find out about having me speak at your event or workplace, you can send an email to speakers at macmillan.com. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter where you'll find more tips, recipes, and answers to your nutrition questions. Thanks for listening this week, and remember to eat something good for me.
0: At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently acapella.edu.